What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley, and welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. On today's show, we got to kick it with Jalen Yubo. Jalen is a serial entrepreneur who was recently featured in BlackBusiness.com as the youngest black entrepreneur to own his own fleet of trucks, building a multi-million dollar logistics company, All-American Freight, by the age of 23. Jalen talks to us about his many business endeavors, from lawn care to building a delivery app service in his early high school and college days. Then, Jalen talks about growing his businesses to over $60,000 per month in revenue, losing it all, and what he had to do to get back on his feet. And later, Jalen talks about government contracts and how that changed his outlook on business and got him started in the trucking world. So put your ears on, and if you smell something burning, it's only your desire. Cue the intro. Turn my mic up. Take there. Yeah, yeah, uh. On the road to the riches. Life takes a toll like bridges. Good friends become foes and snitches. Better watch who knows in your business. A serial entrepreneur. Um, he does everything from trucking and logistics um, to, from what I see, medical supply, um, real estate. What, what, what don't you do, man? You're involved in everything, it seems like. <laughs> uh there's not a lot i don't do <laughs> uh you know uh we just been blessed to be able to put our hands on a lot of things so hey man if you can do it do it man and do it strong so i hear you i hear you and the most amazing thing is is and how old are you Jalen? i'm 23 23 years old wow yeah wow that, that's yeah. amazing so 23 years old um serial entrepreneur and you live in atlanta correct that's correct. Yep. I'm based in Atlanta. All right, cool. So, um, you know, Jalen, as we get started, I just want to kind of get into your story a little bit. Um, you know, th this, this show is primarily um, about trucking entrepreneurs. Um, and, right. and, and that is something that you do. Um, but you do so many things as well. The name of the show is Truck and Hustle, right? So we don't only like to talk about trucking. We talk about all kinds of hustles here, man. So if you could bring other yeah. value to the show, um, that's something that's great that, that can help our audience out as well. Um, so, you know, as we get into it, just want to get into your story a little bit. Um, tell me about yourself. You know, where were you born? Um, you know, how'd you come up? You know, give me a little bit of your backstory. Yeah, for sure. So I'm originally from Chicago, Illinois. Uh, my family moved to Atlanta when I was a youngster. So um, Atlanta is really all I know. Um, and uh, just got my journey started early, man. Um, you know, since I was a kid, I always knew business was the way. Um, I had some entrepreneurs in my family, you know, small time entrepreneurs, they had their little side businesses and it always kind of inspired me to go to the next level. So when I had the opportunity, you know, as a kid, you know, I was that kid in, you know, junior high hustling, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Selling okay. candy out of his bag, you know, <laughs> yeah, man. Okay. Little kids, you know, I had little kids running around selling candy for me, man. And cutting them a commission, you know, and it was okay. crazy, man. You know, back then it's like, man, I get 10% of a dollar, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. It was big money to little kids, you know. For so, sure, for sure. Um, 
always had that hustle, man. So when I got to high school, I, I got I was able to get into an organization called DECA, which is a business organization. Okay. Um, throughout high schools all over. And it really helped me to develop my skills. And I really began to spend personal time developing my own self individually, um, learning new skills, trying to acquire experience. And so one of the cool parts of my journey was I had parents that own businesses. Okay. Um, so I had the ability to watch somebody and to model after someone. Okay. Um, and, 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 you know, getting into anything for the first time, it's kind of hard when you don't have that, you know, that guide or that path to do so. So I had a really, I, I really honestly had a leg up. Um, so I, I got to be into, I got to be in the office during the summers and, you know, work on different files. And, you know, my parents at the time, they were in loss mitigation, uh, which simply means, you know, they were helping people, um, you know, save their homes from going into foreclosure. So they would be a consultant, a middleman between the bank and, you know, the homeowner and help to renegotiate someone's mortgage. And okay. so, you know, I'm, I'm 16, 17 years old on the phone, you know, negotiating, you know, someone's house going into foreclosure. It wow. was crazy, but it was great experience, you know, wow. Wow. And through that process, our family, you know, our family business was able to save over 1500 homes to, from going into foreclosure from people getting kicked out into the streets. So, okay. you know, great foundation. So by the time I got into college, man, you know, um, it was just like, okay, you know, this is, this is the opportunity, you know, this is my, my opportunity to run. And so, um, you know, within maybe two, three weeks of my, my freshman year, um, I started a business, you know, I'm like, okay, what, what am I going to do? It's a whole new environment. You know, I have the ability to, you know, kind of revolutionize myself. So I branded myself, you okay. know, my name is Jalen, but my middle name is Dominique. So I started calling myself JD, you know, <laughs> <laughs> all this kind of stuff, you know, but I'm creating this, this brand, you know okay. what I'm saying? And, okay. you know, I was like, well, you know, I did sell candy in high school and junior high. So let me hit that, you know? And so basically, um, and this was before Uber Eats and all this kind of stuff. We started, um, as some friends that were able to develop an app and we started a food service, um, uh, company, food delivery company, and it was at base. So people would log on the app, um, and, uh, they would be able to order food at nighttime. Because, uh, you know, I w our campus was maybe about eight, 9,000 kids. And, you know, after 8 o'clock, everything closed down. So, you know, okay. you got hungry kids walking around looking for something. Right. So I'm like, okay, I'm about to be the plug. And, right, you know, right, right. I hooked up with some cool dudes. And, man, our first night, the app crashed because we had so many people get on. So that was really my first step into, like, real business. It was like, oh, okay, this is, this is for real, you know. Right, right, right. And it, this was before all like the food delivery services. The DoorDash so, you know, and, and yeah, all okay. yeah, man, this is back in 2014 before any of that stuff came. You was around, you know. So your boy is really the, the inventor of <laughs> all of that, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, man, yeah. Right. So, you know, had a, little, had a little experience with that. But, you know, just really looking for the next thing. And I was hustling, you know, trying to find where I wanted to go. And... Uh, just over time, I, I began to create businesses built on top of those businesses. And before I knew it, you know, I found myself owning a retail store in, you know, three different malls across Georgia. You know, my companies are net 60000 a month, wow. you know, and wow. I'm a sophomore in college, man. Wow. You know, I'm, I'm still I'm still 18, 19 years old. So I'm uh -huh. like, yo, this is crazy, you know. Right, right. And so... um because I had never, um, I had never, number one, accumulated that much money, didn't know how to really manage my money and didn't have anybody 
in front of me saying, okay, this is what you do. This is how you, you know, because my whole thing growing up was, yeah, my parents own their own businesses. They do well, but I want to create my own path. You know, I don't want to be that kid that everybody says, okay, he was handed that. He was given this. He was given that. So right. one of the things I pride myself on, you know, um, my parents were nothing, were nothing else but just wise words. You know what okay. I'm saying? Okay. You know, I, I, I never went to them for a capital investment, never, you know, anything like that. You know, it wasn't no mommy and daddy bailing you out. So, right. you know, at, at 18 years old, I was really on my own, you know, with, with everything. So, um, you know, uh, I went through that little process, man, had a business going well and um, it, 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 it took a toll on me because I'm doing school, you know, I'm, I'm hitting the Dean's honor roll every semester, but I'm also, I got three businesses across the state of Georgia, you know, that's bringing me a 60 K a month and, you know, I'm running, you know, I'm right, really right, hustling. Right. And so, uh, at 18, 19 years old, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, and so, um, uh, it, uh, it, it, it hit me on my health number one. And so I said, okay, well, let me take a step back. And, uh, ultimately I lost it all, man. I lost, I lost the money. I lost the businesses. So I had to start from scratch. And um, this reboot, uh, this is the, the phase that, you know, uh, that, that you got, you all from uh, uh, everybody that knows me now knows me from this reboot period I, I explained in my life where I just had to reboot, man. I got to a place where, you know, I'm the man, you know, I'm the man on campus. I'm the man in the streets. I'm okay. the man, period. Right. You know? right. 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 And you go, you go from, you go from, you know, the top of the hill to the bottom of the hill where, man, I'm in a, I'm in a situation where I'm getting, you know, I'm getting eviction notices at my apartment complex, you know, repo man looking for my joint. Okay. I'm like, man, I'm behind on credit card bills, man. It was bad. And, you know, as a man, you got to figure out your own, you know, you got to figure out your own, man. You got to be able to hold your own. And uh, so it wasn't no, you know, it wasn't no going to mommy and daddy to, you know, can't, nah, you man. And, nah, man. And, and at, at the same time, they was going through a situation. So it really okay. wasn't, nothing, you know, okay. so um, it, it was really, um, it was really on me to, to take it to the next level and figure out how we were going to get out of this as, you know, you know, and as being the first child, how are we going to get out of this as a family, you know? Okay. So um, my next move was just, what's, what's the next thing? You know, I know I have a skill. I know I can bring something to the market, but what is it? You know, at the time I was, you know, I was selling electronics in, in, in uh, malls, you know? So okay. at the time hoverboards were hot, you know, we were the largest uh, retailer of hoverboards in the state of Georgia. So, you know, I'm like, okay, well that's, that's dead because, you know, they're blowing up on folks now. So nobody right. wants them. So right. what's the next thing? Right. And uh, just came across a, a pretty legit business model, healthcare. So medical equipment was the thing that we came across. And so we said, you know, um, this is something, you know, ultimately we want to get in healthcare number one, because it's a business that's never going to go anywhere up, you know, good economy, bad economy, up or down, you know, people are always going to need healthcare. And that's what I tell, you know, the hundreds of people I mentor every week. You know, you want to set yourself in a business that, you know, is unshakable with, you know, as unshakable and no business is unshakable. But I'm saying, you know, to the point where 90 percent of external factors don't affect your business or your bottom line, you know. Right. So where healthcare is concerned, people are going to get sick regardless. You know. OK, got you. Uh, Republican in office, Democrat in office, people are going to get sick. So they're going to need my services. They're going to need right. my products. For sure. And so um, 
we decided to go with the, we decided to, to start a healthcare business uh, where we were selling uh, medical equipment and uh, we had uh, some healthcare services that we provided to hospitals, hospices, and that whole, that whole arena. And so uh, just by chance, honestly, um, just by chance, I watched this movie and I encourage you and your viewers, if you haven't watched this movie, just go check it out and you'll have a little better understanding of what I do. Uh, but it's a movie called War Dogs, and you may have already seen it, a movie that came out in 2016. Okay. Um, and it was, uh, it's a movie with Jonah Hill and Miles Teller, and it's about two guys. They're like 21 and 23 at the time, um, and it's a true story. Um, they start a company, and they start going to work for the government. So their company is selling guns, ammunition, all this kind of stuff to the, to the federal government. And they land themselves a $300 million contract at 21 and 23 years old back in 2007. Wow. Okay. So I'm like, wait, 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 what? You know, <laughs> like, wait a minute. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, these white boys did what? You know, um, so I'm and it's like, a true story, Whoa. right? This, this movie is a true it's story. A true, it's, a, it's a true story. So you can go and actually, you know, if you type in, uh, war dogs or real people, you know, the real folks will come up and you can follow their story. You know, it's, it's very interesting. And um, uh, I'm like, yo, that's what I want to do, you know, mm. um, because my my goal was, number one, I want to I want to own whatever I can put my hands on. Wow. Whatever I can put my hands on, I want to own. And number two, I want to set myself up in a place where it doesn't matter what's going on externally my business are going to be solid. So I want my customer base to be solid. I need to make sure that my, you know, my market is solid, whoever my target is, you know, where these contracts I'm getting them from. And the government just seemed right. You know, the federal government, the United States federal government is not going anywhere. And when I started to do my research, I started to find out things like the federal government spends $5.7 trillion a year. 50% of that goes to small businesses, mm. businesses that are minorities which I am, businesses that are small businesses, businesses that are woman-owned businesses, veteran-owned businesses. So they have all this money set aside for people like me. And half of the money, you know, there's billions and billions of dollars, essentially, that are just unclaimed mm. because either businesses like ours don't know about the opportunities out there or they don't take the opportunities. Okay. So immediately I was kind of like, oh, okay, I'm going to jump on this, right. you know. Right. Um, I had went through the whole healthcare process, starting that business, and that was a monster, man. Essentially, what I had to do to start my healthcare business was become a unlicensed doctor because you know you have to be a, a health practitioner. So I had to uh, what's called a national. I'm, I'm a national health practitioner, and I had to essentially go through school, you know, and go through all this this rigorous process to become a national health practitioner. So I had done the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. So I'm like, you know, this can't be that much harder. Right. And uh, went through the process. Uh, and it took us a couple of years because, of course, didn't know what we were doing. We kind of fell in through the dark. And we there really wasn't any trustworthy sources out there where information was concerned. Um, so you said, we, we just said, we're going we're gonna to thug through this. And uh, when it came to, you know, we, we became a licensed federal contractor. And then we had the ability to start selling our products and services to the government. So okay. we weren't selling, you know, your grandmother a wheelchair anymore. Okay. We, we started selling your, 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 you know, that, that same wheelchair to the government for five and 10 times the amount. So whereas I could build your, 
your grandmother's insurance company, maybe $3,000 for a wheelchair. I can now build that same, you know, that same wheelchair for maybe nine or $10,000 to the government. Absolutely crazy. And whereas the government, they're going to order, they're going to order, you know, 10 or a hundred times more than your grandmother ever will. So Mm. I'm like, Oh yeah, this dope, you know? Right. Um, And so, you know, uh, very quickly uh, we won our first contract, you know, uh, and it was a $17,000 contract. I'm like, yo, the government going to pay me $17,000 and for a day's worth of work. <laughs> right, right, I'm right. like, whoa, this is, you know, this is it. And okay. we just kept rolling. We just kept rolling. Our next contract was a $140,000 contract. The following con, and it just kept building, kept building. And overnight, we built a multi-million dollar business. And it allowed us to get into other industries. And um, just just because uh, this is this is your audience and your segment, how we got into trucking, you know, the federal government paid for all of our trucks, man. We have a we have an entire fleet. Uh, we have four trucks um, paid debt free. We don't owe no debt. I hold all the titles right now. OK, you know, the government paid me the purchase price for all my trucks plus some and then said, just let them use them for let us use them for a year. Okay, and stop we'll give right it back there. to stop you. Stop right there, because we're, we're going to get back to that, because that, that's big. Okay. I think the audience, I want you to dig into that a little bit more. Okay. You want okay. a little bit, because you just now said a whole lot, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all of this happened within the, the span of, like, maybe, what, four or five years? From eight from when you started your first business to or now, to you're about 23. And initially, Correct. at one point, you were running multiple businesses, doing about $60,000 a month, right? And um, you lost it all. So I just want to dig into that a little bit because how, how, how does that happen? How, what was it? Financial discipline? Was it overspending? How, how, how do, how does one get to a point to where they're making $60,000 a month and lose it all and have to start from scratch? And then not only that, what does it take to, to come back from that with more? Important? Yeah, for, for sure. For sure. So, it's, it's easy, man. Money is, uh, if, if you don't have the mindset and the understanding of what currency actually is, um, it's, it's, it's easy to lose it, man, because you can, you'll always find something to buy. You know what I'm saying? You'll always, let's just be honest, you, you right. always find something to buy. If you got a million dollars, it's a million dollar product out there, you know? Right. People are always creating something for you to buy. So it was a mixture of things. It was a mixture of my ignorance, you know, my lack of education where um, money management was concerned and really um, just how to, and you know, my thing was, oh, I'm not worried about it, man. If you know, cause I, at the time I had closed all my businesses cause I said, you know, I'm in school. So that was, that was a large part of it. You know, let me shut down the businesses and really just focus on school. Um, but I have enough put away to where, you know, I'll be good. And okay. before I knew it, I was, I, w- I was, you know, I was rock bottom and I'm like, okay, where am where, where did I go? So it was a mixture of mismanagement of money, you know, spending it on frivolous things, you know, I'm a young kid with no discipline and uh, no one really even knows that I'm making this type of money outside of, you know, very close relatives and, you know, people that are close around me, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so where there was an opportunity, you know, you know, it, it was it was an opportunity to, to show somebody to stun on somebody. It was like, oh, okay, okay, you know, let me be the let me be the, the guy that comes to the party or the guy that hears that there's a party going on and buy all the drinks, you know, buy right, all right, the right. liquor for the party, 
You right. know, it never even show up. Like, right. who is this? Who is this mystery dude that by sure. all the looking for the party and don't show up? Sure. And, <laughs> so and I just, I just want to put, put emphasis on that because I think people, um, you know, a lot of times don't understand how easily money can come and go. You know, like yeah. if you, you you think about the average person who works a nine to five now, they may be bringing three to four thousand dollars a month, and then when you say we were doing sixty thousand, you know, and, and that could be gross. You know that after you pay, you have to pay employees and you know have expenses and so forth and so on. You that might right. not be net, but still you're doing a whole lot more than four or five thousand dollars a month, right? It's like right. how 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 does how do you not just be rich? You know what I mean? After you making that much mm-hmm. money, but you know, like you said, the more money you make, the more money you spend, right? You you, you yeah you, for sure. You're spending uh, is it, it's kind of you exhaust it because you have it to spend, so you just kind of start throwing money away frivolously. And, and- so- and so on. Yeah, and, and that's what it is, you know, um, because you you are, you know, you know, being able to incur or uh, being able to obtain money is all all in a mindset, right? Okay, that's what that's what it ultimately boils down to. Talk about know? that for me. What's, so, what's, what's that mindset? Talk yeah, about that. yeah, yeah. So, so what I mean by that is, you know, money is not um, you can attract you can attract whatever you want to you, right? And that's the mindset I'm talking about, the law of attraction, right? I understood that I had the ability to attract what the things that I wanted. Um, So, um, you know, in, in the financial, in the financial realm of that, you know, if I wanted money, if I, if I, if I had a desire for money, all I knew I had to do was create a product or service that people wanted and people would come, you know, because there's enough out there in the global economy to where whatever you put out there, you know, you see products every day, like, yo, this silly little product just made a million, five million, $10 million overnight. How is that possible? Right. Right. But I was in the mindset of, I can have whatever I want, Okay. you know, and I, whatever, whatever I put my mind on, you know, if, if it's, you know, I, I, I want a certain level of financial freedom or what have you, I can achieve those things by number one, putting the skills and work down, right? So going to work, but having the faith behind it to believe that I can do it. So I would start these businesses with absolutely no money, you know, um, and I would get other people to believe in this dream that I created. You know, I would create a storyline, literally from start to finish and put people in my storyline and show them how they would be financially prosperous, right. you know, if they... Right if they signed on to this investment that I'm selling and okay. it's, all this is, is a pitch, you know, right, I'm, making, right. I'm, make, I'm even making it sound real sweet now, you know, um, <laughs> but think about it. That's what Disney does. What, what, what is Disney? What is Disney world? Disney world is nothing but a whole bunch of people walking around in costumes, but they sell you a dream. They sell you a story. And so it's the buy-in that, okay. that gets you, that gets that dollar out your pocket and you buying $200 tickets for you and your kids. You see what right. I'm saying? Right. That's, that, that's what it was. And so I was able to create these storylines and, and, and really pull people on, on, the, on the outside in. And, and that's how I got my investments, man. You know, because I didn't have any money starting these businesses, you know. Um, uh, you know, my, my very first business, you know, I remember, you know, just – um, and, 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 and this is what faith is, man. You know, you believe in something so much that you become it. Right. Okay. Okay. And so, um, I, I, um, you know, I had this vision for, for one of the first businesses I started on, on my college campus and I believed it so much that I'm like, okay, well, 
you know, I, I really want to do this and this thing is inside of me. And so I began to work on it. I began to form a business plan, not knowing where the money was going to come from, not knowing where the experience or the resources were going to come from. I began to form this business plan and then the opportunity presented itself. Mm. And that's why I always say, man, always be prepared for an opportunity because it's coming, man. Right, right. You got to be ready for whatever's coming. You know, you, the worst thing you can do is for opportunity to come and you're not prepared. <laughs> that's, that's a fact. That's a fact. You know, fact. and so opportunity came. One of my homeboys knocked on my door looking for some other guys. And um, he's like, hey, man, you seen any, you know, and I know he had, he had a few dollars. So I said, you know, hey, man, Jay, this is your first investor. Bring him in here. And show you him your business plan right and so and i knew the kid had some you know a little bit of wit on him and boom you know i had a i literally had a business plan written up on you know i had a sliding uh mirror door you know for my over my closet at the time and this is where my business plan was written up in marker <laughs> like it wasn't even on paper or nothing dog and so i sold him on this idea that i just wrote down and it and it's something clicked you know after that that happened, you know, it was like, wow, man, I can I can I can sell something that's not even tangible, you know. I can I can be able to unlock something that's not even tangible. And so, wow. going back to the mindset is, you know, you really have the ability to create the world that you want to exist, that mm -hmm. you want to live in, that you want to that you want to grow. But it all starts here, man. You know, mm -hmm. the millionaire doesn't become a millionaire overnight just because he he wished on it and oh uh, man. This million gonna fall out the sky. No, man. He believed he believed in that crazy stuff he was telling himself that whole time. He believed it so much that he started to act on it. Mm. And when your thoughts are so powerful that you begin to act on it, it starts to actualize into material things. Mm. So you start to see business plans being created. You start to see, you know, I, I believe this so much. I'm about to go knocking on doors and selling this, this idea, selling this invention. And so that's what I began to do. It, started, it, 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 it built up in me so much that I just started to move on it. You know, man, before I even, you know, my, when that, that particular business, you know, I was out knocking on doors, putting out my flyers for this business that I didn't even have the equipment to do the work for. But I believed it so much. I said, I don't know where the money's gonna come from, but it's gonna come. You know what I'm saying? Like, honestly. right, right, right. I got and, you. I got you. And so I went to my I, I, and I got a call. And you know, I'm I'm a, I'm in college, so you know, I'm expecting my mama, my grandmama to be checking on me, something like that. You know, I get a call, and he's like, Hey, man. You know, it was it was a landscaping business. He's like, Hey, man. You know, uh, I got one of your flyers. I want you to come by. And I'm like, come by for what? You know, it was, <laughs> it, it, was it, it was just crazy. It was like, what? And so I, I go there and I got a client, man. Don't got a lawnmower. Don't got a weed whacker. Don't got nothing, man. My, I, I don't know nobody got no lawnmower. I don't know. No, so it's like, what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it was that, it was that faith that had built up in me so, mm. so strongly that it, 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 Faith will move you to, to your ultimate goal. You know what I'm saying? So if your faith is not moving you, if you got a dream and it don't get you up, up off your couch and to get you out in them streets, knocking on doors, right. selling your product, telling people about what you do, right. hey, man, it's not faith, dog. Mm. It's, just, it's just a daydream. And, and that's, that's the difference between, hey, I'm just wishing and hoping. And I don't believe in hope, man. Hope is nothing but a deferred dream, you know, or, or, or a deferred plan, you know. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope. And you sit there and you never, you know, you never go to act, actually work, man. So I like using the words faith, you know, faith, 
mixed with, with with your action, man, can make right. anything possible. And so I had I had the I had the faith, I had the understanding of all I need to do is to begin to work on this. All mm. I need to do is begin to develop this idea, develop this business before I see it. And um, you know, I was able to really begin to build these industries and these companies um, where you know I went from cutting people's grass to making sixty thousand dollars a month in the same year. Wow. You know, wow. so it was it was not you know over two, three, four year span. You know, I was from from you know my fair verse thing in college with our selling candy to now I'm cutting grass. I make a little more money cutting grass, and now all of a sudden I own you know businesses that are bringing me gross uh, $60,000 a month, you know, I'm making over half a million dollars a year at 18, 19 years old. Right. And so that was that, you know, you asked about the mindset and the mentality, you know, it, it, it really took me time because I went from, you know, losing everything to, and, 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 and just going into this a little bit more, you know, how I went from, you know, losing everything to rebuilding, it really took, it took the experience and just learning, you know, you're not going to get it all in one go. And, and I think that's um, a lot of people's frustration. It's like, hey, I'm starting this new trucking business. Or, you know, I, I, I mentor over 200, you know, people that are um, starting their own trucking business. Okay. Um, they come to me from all different sides of the world. They're either a trucker or they, they own their trucking business and it failed or what have you. And they're coming to me to learn a lot of the skills that I put out because one of the things – one of my hallmarks is how you do things debt free, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, um, but this, this is one of the things I tell them, you know, with anything, it comes, everything comes with practice and repetition. You know, you're just not going to walk into the gym and walk out looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, right. you got to, you, it's, it's practice and repetition. It's going in there, feeling the burn, going home sore, then coming back in the early morning and hitting it and hitting it again. You just, you know, same thing with anything. You know, you play a sport, you play an instrument, you, anything, man, it's practice and repetition. And that's what I built, you know, getting up and falling. And, you know, over the course of just this few minutes we've been talking, I've, I've described maybe four or five different businesses, sure. you know, in the course of, of, you know, a few minutes, but it was practice and repetition. That was right. my practice and repetition. So when when I was rebuilding, you know, I had all this, had all this insight, you know, I understood, you know, how to write a contract. I understood, you know, what, what signing a lease at, at a commercial space, like a mall was like, you know, cause I had that practice of repetition. I understood what it was to pay rent. I understood what it was to have payroll and expenses and a balance sheet and an income statement. And, and, and you're building all these skills as you go and you're learning and you, and you're working with customers and you know what it is to, you know, have a customer to come and, buy your product and I was in retail so we experience this all the time you know right. come and buy your product walk off with your product and then next week they call and they they credit card company talking about I didn't buy that product <laughs> dog I got your name right here you selling it <laughs> like oh, you know man. and you know that, you know you learn these things and you grow and so you know it was really a learning experience and the cool thing about it is I had been already, you know, from, from as early as, you know, I'm told, you know, three years old, man, I've been, I've been scheming and planning, you know, this is, this was a part of my DNA, you know, at three wow. years old, three, four years old, man, I was drawing diagrams of a cruise ship and okay, this is, you know, cause I wanted to own a cruise line and this is what it's going to look like. And these are the people that's going to be a part of it. And, 
you know, wow. had job titles and, you know, I'm a little kid, so I don't know that much, but, you know, I'm building myself. And so it wasn't just 18 I started, man. It was, you know, from as early as I can remember, I had been, you know, practicing and, and focusing on this thing so hard. So by the time I became 18, it was just now that I built my faith so much that now it's just time to implement all these things that I had learned and start to work and grow. So, you know, wow. the comeback was, was, was much easier than, than, than the starting, but the comeback, it was because I, I knew a lot, you know, and, and uh, the movie War Dogs set a, a precedence in front of me and said, hey, these people at your, that, that are a few years older than you mm. did this, you know, and this was a true story, won a, won a single, one, one contract for $300 million and performed on the contract. And I'm like, yo, now this is, you know, you just, you just blew my mind because now you just showed me that this is possible. Right. I never knew I could ever do something that massive at that age. And now we're doing millions in, of dollars every year out right. of the companies that we own um, because of that. So, um, you know, it, it, it's practicing repetition. It's having the mindset of, you know, I can create the world that I want to live in, you know, I, but I have a choice, you know, most people sit back and let the world that they live in create them. Mm. I don't let the world that I live in create me. You know, I, I take the mold that the world gives me and I break that and I, and I start to mold the world around me because ultimately that's what we've been created to do from the foundation of the earth, man. We've been created to be creators, man. That's right. what we are, you know, right. look right. at everything around us, you know, the table that we sit at, the, the, the earphones that we're talking through right now. Someone created these things from, and you know, when, when the first person said, hey, let, let's, let's get a set of he headphones, you know, for people to talk to and communicate through wires. Right. You know, someone right. said, you know, that's crazy. And <laughs> when it came out with, you know, like the ones I'm listening to or speaking to you through, you know, let's get ones that don't have wires. For sure. Man, you're crazy. How for is sure. that even possible? You know, for a thousand years ago to now, you know, people a thousand years ago couldn't even imagine that we're communicating right now, you know, you're in New Jersey, I'm in Atlanta, we're communicating over right. the air, literally through the air, right. you right. know, right. you know, it, it, you, when you sit back and think about it, it's crazy, but it all goes back to, you know, we were created to create. And so begin to start creating the world that you want around you and all the things that you want will come to you. Don't chase after the money. Don't chase that. Those things are supposed to chase after you. The businesses, the money, the land, all the things that you're supposed to have, they, they're already going to come to you because they're already out there. So there's, and there's plenty for everybody. Wow. If, if everybody, everybody, the, the world is so big, man. Everybody could, everybody could have the money that they wanted, the land that they wanted, the business that they wanted, and everybody be cool. But we're, we're so focused on, just allowing the world, we, we take what the world gave us and we do like this. Oh man, I guess I'm just going, you know, this my this my lot, this my lot in life. And 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 not to not to demean anybody's story or to 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 say, you know, you know, um, you know, just what what you've been through doesn't doesn't shape you and mold you. Of course it does. Mm. But what I'm saying to you know your your viewers and your listeners is you have the ability to begin to take whatever you've been given, whatever lot you've been given in life, and to take that to the next level. You can wow. stay where you are, or you can build something and grow and begin to create like you've been created to create. Mm. You know? So um, that, was, that was that comeback, man, and, and just really shaping businesses in my head and, and getting people around me to chime in and believe in the dreams that I created, to begin to invest in companies that I started, and I started to rebuild myself 
and you know had so much experience coming in it was just you know it was it was easy flowing and this government thing you know when we got into that that was a whole nother monster so that kind of opened that, up that, the door that was, for, for bigger things yeah yeah for sure for sure for sure so so man i mean you, you're saying so much man Gr- great stuff you, you're dropping a lot of bombs right now so who 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 are some of your influences? I mean, obviously, I, I can tell you were you you were raised well by your parents. You said your parents were entrepreneurs, um, so obviously yeah. that had an effect and an impact on you and the person you are today. But out, outside of your parents, because you know you spoke since you were three years years old, you were thinking about your cruise line, right? You know, maybe you were looking up to Marcus yeah. Garvey, right? You wanted to have your own black black star. I, I don't know. Like, what, did you read a lot as a child? Like, who who are some of your influences? Yeah, man, I used to read the dictionary, dog. I used to read everything <laughs> I could put my hand on. Yeah, I was that kid, man. Like, you know, um, and, and, and coming up in school, especially, it was it was a little hard, man, because it's like, you know, you 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 knocked off as the nerd or the kid that's always in books, but it was like, man, I'm I, I was always so curious. And I think that's what it was. It's not one particular person, you know. I listened to a lot of different, you know, uh, a lot of different people you know, from, you know, the, um, our, our great black social and economic activists like the Marcus Garvey's to, you know, uh, motivational speakers like Les Brown and Zig Ziglar and, you know, to, you know, spiritual folks like Bishop T.D. Jakes and, you know, like just, just a whole plethora of people, you know, my curiosity really fueled my drive. You know, I was always asking why, 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 why is, you know, if the world is like this, why is it like that? And why can't we change it? And why, you know, so that was really the thing that, that pushed me. And I think, honestly, it was just something that was innate in me. I, I really don't have an answer to, you know, maybe why I was a curious person. But <laughs> I, I just always, you know, always had a curiosity that was never really quenched. And I think it was just honestly driven by God, you know, and just put on the inside of me because, one thing, and, 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 I, and I, I'll, I'll say this, you know, uh, my grandparents, um, my, my maternal grandparents were really a, a huge role in, you know, my development. Um, one of the things my, my grandmother always said to me was, um, you're going you're gonna to be great and the world is going to know your name, you know, from as early as I can remember. You know, she would always say that you're going to be great and the world is going to know your name. And so you know, it, it, it's definitely important to have, you know, if, if you're not given that, you know, um, through your family members or your, or your friends or what have you, you know, it's definitely important to go and seek that mm-hmm. affirmation and approval and those words of, 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 of encouragement and wisdom, because those are literal seeds, you know, those were seeds that were being sold down on the deepest part of my souls. And so I began to believe those things that I was told, you know, I remember just recently, maybe a few years ago, my great grandmother was telling me a story um, of, you know, after I was born, and I, I, I had never known this up until this point, but after I was born, you know, my grandfather, my great grandfather took me, you know, I was born during a blizzard, one of the craziest blizzards um, uh, on history to ever hit, you know, um, the state of Illinois. And a few days after my birth, my grandfather took me outside. And, and, and threw me up in the air and did one of them, you know, Simba, Simba moves, man. <laughs> he threw me up like Simba, man. And, and, and he gave me back to God. And, and wow. I, you know, um, it, it, it was, you know, I'm, I, I'm like, yo, I never, I never even knew that. And it, it was just, you know, things like this, stories, hearing stories of, you know, 
the 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 things that had um, you know the words that had been spoken to me, you know the things that had been done, even you know as early as times I can't even remember, you know. And so hearing these things, you know, it was really it was really uh, impressed upon me that I had a responsibility not only to myself, not only to my immediate family, but for the ones that were before me, you know, the 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 slaves that were on the cotton fields, you know. Uh, my my African ancestors that I've never met, you know, that died thousands of years ago, and for the people that are in front of me to do well, you know, and and to to walk high and to walk with my head my head held high because uh, I have a responsibility not only to the people behind me, you know, the people that that literally got on their hands and knees so I could stand up on their back to get over the fence that was put in front of us, but also for the people. Um, that are not here yet, my children, my grandchildren, the, the, the millions of people that I, I have to impact in the future. So um, that was really impressed upon me. And so I took it as a responsibility. I took that as a mantle to go to the next level in everything I did and to walk with excellence and to always hit it, you know, every single day. So um, that those were really my motivators and the things that influenced me growing up, uh, just knowing that I had a responsibility to you know, the greater world around me, because at the end of the day, we all die, you know, right. we all, we, we all go and meet our maker or, you know, whatever you choose to believe, but we all die. You know, that's one thing for sure. For sure. And um, one thing, you know, um, you know, we were talking about this in one of my philosophy classes, um, you know, uh, in college, you know, would you, would you rather, you know, you be famous and, and, and people know your name during your life or, would you would you rather you know no one know your name but after your death everybody knows your name mm. you know mm. and and so I, it made me think how many millions and billions of people that have lived on this earth and you know their families have died and you know their friends have died you know and no one knows that they ever came and existed because they right. never they never you know woke up and did that thing that they knew was pressing on them or they never you know just nobody knows who they are. You know what I'm right. saying? How many right. millions and billions of people that today we don't even know existed. Right. We don't know their stories. We, we don't know. So what, what was really the purpose of my life here? So I, I, I choose to believe my life is to impact others. And if, mm. if, if I die and no one knows who I am, not because I want to be known, but because my impact is not still touching these people, you know, the future generations, then what, what was worth, what was my life worth? So I always try to make sure that, you know, every single day I'm, I'm putting impact in the ground and I'm doing the things that tomorrow, the people tomorrow will be able to, you know, eat off of and be able to grow off of and, and to thrive off of. Because at the end of the day, it's not about us. All these things that we have, we don't take none of this with us. You know what I'm saying? When it's over, right. it's over. You know, right. you don't take nothing. You know, you can't say nothing after you're in that ground. You know what I'm saying? You For can't sure. do. For so, sure. hey, you know, make the noise. Let, let your voice reverberate so loud that after you're gone people will still be still hear the echoes of your impact wow so, wow and you know my next question to you is going to be you know um how important um or how important to you is entrepreneurship but i think you just answered it i mean i think i think um you know what, what you're talking about that impact and 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 yeah. and, and making your name you know, here after and, and, and those echoes, I think that's, that's entrepreneurship. Would you say, would you say that? Would you agree? Yeah, for sure. You know, entrepreneurship is all but one thing service. Mm. And, um, you know, because all, you know, we, 
we all try and, you know, run from, a lot of people try and run from the nine to five because it's like, I don't want to work from this dude, which is cool. You know, I, I did the same thing, you know, <laughs> right. but ultimately it all comes down to service, whether you're serving a company, you know, and you're employed by a company or you're an entrepreneur and you're serving your client, you know, or you're serving your customer. Um, it all comes down to service. And so, you know, ultimately, you know, everything you do has to be rooted in true servanthood, you know, and um, I like to think of it, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you're a servant leader, mm, you know, okay. you, get, you get a nice fancy title like CEO, but, you know, <laughs> it, it may be some days that you, you scrub in the toilet in the back, you right. know what I'm saying? And, right. you know, right. my, my first, my first year when I, when I uh, went out and, and, and we, we got signed a lease to an office, you know, my first few years, man, I was, I was cleaning all the toilets. So it's like, but. Yeah, I'm the CEO, but somebody got to clean these toilets. Somebody got to restock the bath. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it, you're really a servant at the end of the day, you know, right. for your customers, for your family, for, you know, whoever the people that you serve. And so ultimately, you know, when, when you come, when, when you have a mindset of how can I serve the next guy, the money is going to come. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Because I, I, just, I just translate that into a product. You know, when, 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 when I sat down and said, okay, I know healthcare was the thing I wanted to do. Or I know trucking is the thing I want to do. How do I serve the people that need this, this product? How can I be innovative? How can I think outside the box and bring them something that they never brought before? So in some of my businesses, it had to be, I had to be crazy. I had to have great, crazy, good customer service or, right. you know, in other businesses, I had to have crazy good processes and systems to, to meet the needs of the customer, whatever it was, you know, um, I had to figure out how can I serve this person in a different way. And um, I, I'll say this, um, I didn't start thinking like that until, because I have a million role models, right? Uh, one of the things my dad used to always say is, um, you, can learn, you can learn a good thing from anybody. Right. Good, you know, even the most evil people in the world, you can, you can take something positive from their lives, right? right. right. Everybody knows, you know, um, everybody knows Adolf Hitler was, was a horrible man who killed millions of people. But a few years before, you know, uh, we found ourselves in World War II, this man was, you know, he was on uh, New York Times, you know, right. Um, right. Uh, cover, you know what I'm saying? Sure. You know, as, as, a, as a great orator and people were praising this man. And so you can take something good from everybody. And he, he would always say, find something good in every person you meet. And if you can apply it to yourself, you become the greatest man in the world. Wow. You know, taking all these nuggets. And so um, Truett Cathy, the founder of Chick-fil-A, I had the opportunity to go to the headquarters um, here in Georgia, uh, their, their corporate headquarters. And um, one of the things that they, they were huge on, you know, and I don't know if you guys have Chick-fil-A in A hundred percent. I love Chick-fil-A and primarily for that reason right there, man. Customer man. service. My it's pleasure. It, yes. <laughs> the it, my pleasure. It is real. Yes, yes. I'm listening. Tell, tell me about you, this because I'm interested in this. When I tell you. Wondered you, about. And, and you. Yeah, when you go to the, like, and, and anybody can, you know, reserve a tour and it's real cool. It's free. You know, it's a free tour. Um, they feed you. They take you around their corporate headquarters. But the main thing is they really show you that that, that corporate culture that they said is real, you know. And one of the things that was so impressive to me was walking around this, this, this multi-billion dollar corporation that one man started. 
and his family still owns a hundred percent of the business, right? Wow. So we're talking okay. business, we're talking wow. entrepreneurship right now, right? Right. So this man, he, his company own he they every every Chick-fil-A you see, you know, their franchise model is totally different. They own every store, every Chick-fil-A, every location in the United States and outside the United States. You know, wow. they own that company a hundred percent through and through. But he said, I built this company on faith. I built this company, number one, trusting and relying on God, but number two, serving. And mm. so it was so crazy. They had this huge plaque on the outside. They have like these outdoor gardens. And they have this huge plaque in the middle of the garden that has their mission statement. And um, the, the mission statement, you know, if you, if you just Google a lot of mission statements for fast food chains, you know, major fast food chains, McDonald's, you know, I don't, I don't know what they are, but they... Nine times out of ten, they have something to do with food, right? Our, our, yeah. our goal is to provide, you know, such and such excellence where given this, you know, provided food or, you know, build a, a national brand or what have you. And, they're, and ultimately, their they're, uh, they're mission statement, I know word for word, but it, but it said to glorify God in the servitude of our fellow man. Wow. And so I'm like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You're you a chicken joint. What you talking about glorifying God in the service right, of right, man? Right. And so essentially they broke it down to us and said, you know, we see it as an honor. We honor God, you know, who, who, who in, in the founder uh, is a very religious man. He said, we honor God by making sure that we serve our people, you know, because we see a God in every person that comes through our door. Hmm. So if we can't serve the people that we see in front of us, how are we going to serve an invisible God that we believe in? Wow. And I'm like, boy, you, 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 you something else, man. And I'm got like, it, right. And, 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 you know, and, and it wasn't like something like, hey, man, this is just somebody talking. No, I'm walking in this multi-billion dollar corporation, seeing all these employees run around, seeing right. them, And it's like, whoa, this is real. Right, really right, right. And, and they really believe this in everything they do, you know. And so that was one of the things that turned on that, that mindset. And, and, and then when I, when I changed my, my focus from, okay, how can I make money to how can I serve people? The money just started to come because mm. I was always serving, you know, and I just, instead of, you know, and when I think, I think when people think about serving, they think about I'm your servant, I'm your maid, I'm your butler. No, when I'm talking about serving, I'm talking about, how can I deliver something to you with excellence? Right. You know, whether that's a product or service. So if I own, you know, if I own a, uh, you know, you you probably have guys all over the all over the spectrum. So um, if if I own a, a hot shot business, right, and I, I'm 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 running hot shots all over the United States. You know, when when you pull up and you're delivering whatever goods that you're delivering, are are you delivering it with with a smile? Are you are you picking up the phone and saying, it's a great day, you know, at blah, blah, blah. Are right, you, right, are you right. giving that extra, you know, and just as you said, you know, when you pull up the Chick-fil-A, it's, it's my pleasure. You know, right. it's like that little thing that just goes so far to let you know that you appreciate, I appreciate you as my customer. So when I started to begin to serve my customers and my clientele, and I began to uh, really just show them my appreciation for them, it was, it was like, Yo, people would start throwing money at me. And, wow. and I went from, you know, throwing, you know, five and ten dollars to now people are throwing millions of dollars and I'm being requested all over the country and, you know, being pulled in all different directions. And so it, it really became an amazing experience. You wow. can see how much that little change in my mindset of, hey, I'm going after this money, let me just hustle, 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 to okay, let me let me take, let me, let me turn tone down just a little bit. Let me figure out how I can make their experience a great one.
you know. Wow. Wow. That, 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 that's powerful stuff, man. That's really powerful stuff. All right. So let, let's get into some trucking real fast. Let's, let's fast forward. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So the, when, we, when we stopped before, we, you said that you were able to get four trucks paid for by the government, correct? Yeah. All right. So tell me a little bit about that, because um, that just sounds crazy. That's, that's blowing my mind. Like, how does, how does that happen? Yeah, so uh, one of the things I had mentioned earlier is the government has these things called socioeconomic set-asides. And all that simply means is when the Congress, when Congress sets their budget every year, they set aside a money, uh, they set aside a certain amount of money, 49%, that go to small businesses, minority-owned businesses, uh, women-owned businesses, veteran-owned businesses, and you, you probably have a plethora of those people that, you know, um, listen to your podcast. Uh, and so um, basically they, they have an open door for anybody that is willing and able to do business. And so, you know, I fell in that category. And so we were able to win a contract uh, with the federal government um, leasing them. They wanted to lease um, four semis for a year. And um, it just so happened, you know, I, I walk in the office one day, um, I see this contract out there. I said, okay, you know, I'm just going to shoot my shot, didn't do no research on it. I'm like, boop, 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 you know, we win this contract and, you know, if we were able to pay for, you know, we were able to pay the purchase price, you know, um, um, uh, for four trucks. Uh, and and I, I was thinking, I was thinking um, just here a second ago, the government, they paid for it, but we had a, we had a contractual obligation to do work. So it's not like they just paid for our trucks and we didn't have to do anything. Okay. Know? There we go. Um, it, it was, it, it was on a contract, so we were doing business with the government. But within this contract, they paid me, you know, the purchase price for all four of these trucks. And then they threw on an extra, you know, it was an extra $100,000 that I just had to play with, you know. And um, they said, hey, you know, we'll only use this for a year, and then we'll, we'll give them back to you. Um, and the contract was perfect. I didn't have to provide any drivers. I didn't have to provide any insurance. And in, nothing, really. You know, they took care of everything. And so um, that's how I got into the trucking business. Um, one of the things, uh, one of the things I always wanted to do was get into the trucking business because my parents had initially been in the trucking business. Okay. And um, they lost that business. And so, um, uh, as as the first son, you know, my 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 duty is to redeem everything that my father lost. You know, uh, oh, that's that's my job. You know, so um, I, I I said, you know, they lost one truck. Okay, we're about to go get four back, and we're gonna own them this time. <laughs> right, know? right, right. Okay. So, <laughs> okay, okay. So we were able to, you know, based off this contract, we were able to buy them debt free. So I walked into the dealership, man, threw down six figures, and uh, you know, the, the the salesman on the other side, you know, the finance man, they like. Okay, who are you and what do you do? You know, because they, they, they didn't quite believe what was going on. So I'm like, right, yeah, right, right. you know, I told them, yeah, you know, this is, this is my business. This is what I do. You know, we're performing a contract and we need to buy these trucks. And uh, we were able to do that. And um, it, it's been a blessing, man. It's, it's really been a blessing. But it's, it was through government contracting, which is essentially, you know, when, when I talk about it, a lot of people think, you know, I'm a, a handyman or something like a contractor, like a general mm. contractor. But I'll, all it means is I do projects for the federal government. So we do okay. projects and, and that just happened to be one of them. And what, 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 what type of freight would you be, would you be moving um, for the government through, through these contracts just so that people get an idea? 
Yeah, so um, it's only a limited amount of information I can give just because okay. the type of equipment is on a security <laughs> clearance. You know, <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. Right, right, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, but, but all types of things. So just think about, you know, um, real, real heavy-duty equipment, you know, that the government or that the Army is, 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 is moving back and forth, you know. So that can be I'm, – I'm just going to throw out, you know, random things. That can be vehicles. That can be – you know, um, equipment for a mission or what have you. Okay. Um, uh, it could be it could be food particles. It could be it could be a lot of different things. So we move all kinds of things all across the United States. So really, the key in this whole thing would be getting to those contracts. Once you get to those yeah. contracts, then the freight just becomes readily available, and this is just an opportunity oh, sure. that's out there for everyone that a lot of people really don't know about. A hundred percent. Yeah. So. Um, the, the first part of that is getting licensed and certified. Okay. Um, and so one of the cool things we started, you know, after we got into government contracting, we were just like, yo, this thing is so, it's, it's huge. You know, the federal government spends $5.7 trillion just last year alone, and they're expecting to do more this year. You know, right. I don't know if you, you've noticed, but on the news, I think Congress just approved for four, $4.9 to go to the wall, you know, to go to the border, right? And so all that, when they approve money, that's just money for vendors to go and do work. Right. So there's going to be transportation and trucking contracts in that. You just got to go in there and find in that $4.9 billion, you know, how much is set aside for you and what contracts you can get your hands on. Because they're going to mm-hmm. be needing to ship food and ship equipment and move things, you know, and receive, you know. So it's, it's a whole lot. So whenever you see the government spending large amounts of money, everybody is entailed. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. Everybody has a piece in that. Um, So, um, you know, one of the cool things we started to do after we found out how much money is really out there, um, we began to um, get to work uh, and start training programs to where we now train other small businesses how to, number one, become licensed. uh, Or we're, we're we're, we're nationally accredited to license and certify small businesses Wow. Um, to get these certifications. Yep. Wow. And okay. um, we, we, we train you because it, it's one thing to just get licensed and okay, I can win federal contracts, but how do I do it? How do I read, you know, a contract from the government? How do I work with them? How do I invoice the government? Who do I talk to? Where do I go? Right. You, know, you have all these questions. And so we created a, a training program that takes you through all these questions and answers all these questions. We assign our people a mentor. And so, um, you know, we've been able to, we've been able to take, you know, at this, at this time, it's been about 300, 400 different businesses through our, through our federal contracting program. Wow. And build businesses up. And so now those businesses are turning contracts, you know, they, they're going after these federal contracts where, you know, you're dealing with nothing less than 25,000 where you, where the government is concerned. So, you know, uh, um, a single owner operator that may, you know, make $2,000 on a route or, $3,000 and you got expenses and you got gas and you got all these things. And if you go home with a couple of dollars, you know, you hook up with a government contract and you're able to, you know, uh, lock in a year long contract for 300,000, 400,000. And you have one consistent route and you know when you can be home at night, you, you know what I'm saying? Right, so right, right. It, it just makes a lot, it makes a lot of more sense for a lot of people. So we, we say, you know, um, one of the things we want to do, I got, I got in, in tune with an organization called the National Black Chamber of Commerce, and it's an organization that just represents black businesses all over the United States 
um, in, you know, the United States Congress and, you know, in state houses all throughout the states. And so, um, you know, I started to learn a lot, started to, you know, get into politics and understand how the machine works and, you know, all this money that that's going out. And, you know, I had always heard about government contracts, state contracts, federal contracts. You really didn't know how to tap it, you know, um, because as early as, you know, when I was cutting people's grass, I was trying to find state contracts to cut the highway grass. So I knew that would be more money than, <laughs> right, cut, right, you know, for sure, you know for somebody's sure. auntie's grass, you know, for sure. but I didn't know how to access, it, you know. And so um, over the years, over over a course of four or five years, we taught ourselves through the program and uh, taught ourselves um, and then devised our program after it. And, uh, you know, not only has it has it built our company to a multi-million dollar corporation, but uh, we've helped other people uh, access these humongous contracts out there. Wow. Wow. And, and, and where could where could the people find that 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 educational resource that you're providing? Yeah, for sure. So um, uh, you can go to our website, which is jsuglobal.com. Um, and you can go specifically to the courses. It's going to be jsuglobal.com forward slash courses. Or if you get on the website, you're going to scroll all the way to the bottom. It's going to say courses. And you have the ability to check out all the things we offer there. I'm also, I just recently got on social media. My family and friends have been pushing me. Get on social media. People need to know what you're doing. So right, right, you can right. follow me. I'm on Facebook, Jalen Uvo, Jalen, uh, spelled J-L-E-N-U-B-O-H. And on Instagram, I'm, I'm on Instagram as well, uh, Jalen dot ubo um so that's j-a-l-e-n dot u-b-o-h and uh people can follow me there i'm always putting up free content there you know um always you know i do i do a live every sunday and uh, tuesday uh, so i'm just talking about business principles i'm talking about you know how to build your business what what are the things that it takes to you know really go from zero dollars like i like like i explained um just during this interview how i went from you know having no money and being able to build a multi-million dollar business over the course of five years um, and how people can do that and, and how you do it debt free. You know, wow. one of the things I experienced, especially in trucking is, you know, um, I mean, all these, all these setups, man, you know, you, you get tied into a lease and they, they, they lock you in, you know, and you, you're going the owner operator route and you're excited. And, you know, once you get out there, you realize it, it's harder to find work than, you know, they, they set it up to be. And so you get out there, you're not able to, you know, run your business or grow your business. And so um, one of the things that we really hone on is how to, you know, how to start a trucking company and how to start that trucking company debt free. And so recently we we created a course where we're teaching folks how to access government contracts and how to be able to build their fleets, you know, and let the government pay for it, you know, because there's money out there. Wow. Yeah. And um, and you also teach some other things as well. I, I've, I've I've checked you out. You you have some other real estate courses and some other things as well. Yeah, yeah. So I have a, I have an entire team, and I have I have lawyers and accountants, and I, I just have a lot of people uh, that that are on my payroll that that have some really crazy knowledge. And so uh, we partner with a lot of these folks, um, a lot of um, folks outside. I'm also a real estate developer, so we're always. Um, developing real estate. And so um, I got some tricks of the trade for, for my folks where real estate is concerned as well. You know, okay, okay. everybody is loving the real estate thing. Everybody is, you know, trying to get into the flipping and all that kind of stuff. And so one of the things I wanted to do was present a, a solution that really hadn't been presented, you know, how you can own real estate 
getting into real estate without getting into any debt, you know, because okay. the first thing someone's going to tell you, you know, if you want to flip a property, first of all, you got to go get a loan to buy the property. You right, know what I'm saying? Sure. Or you got, you got to have some type of, you know, got to have some type of uh, credit of that type. So uh, one of the things that we present in our courses is how you can go about, you know, um, investing in real estate, making returns on your real estate um, with, with, with not going out with, without going into debt, you know, okay. Okay. and, um, and even how to own properties without going into debt. So um, that's, that's something that, that I'm, I'm just a huge proponent on. Um, because I had my own, you know, my own fight with that. And I'm like, yo, this debt thing, this is a trap. You know, right, this is the, sure. that's the, that's the modern slavery. You know, wow. we, as we, as African-Americans, we talk about, you know, slavery way back when, but it's a slavery going on today, you know, um, in a lot of different forms, but debt is one of them. So I choose to believe that. And so, um, I, I am on a, a mission to, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, wake up my people. Okay. Uh, and anybody else that, that wants to go on this ride with us and um, build companies, build businesses, own land, generate positive cash flow without any debt. And, you know, um, we stand, you know, our company, you know, we do millions of dollars a year, um, our, our three different companies, and uh, we have no debt on, on the books. So everything we do is debt free. The, property, wow. the properties wow. we own are debt free. We go and develop an apartment complex. We do it debt-free, you know. So wow. it's, it's some really amazing things out there, but it, it's just the knowledge. You know, you got to take the time to, you know, learn and, and begin to grow in these things, and, you know, you're able to, to act on them. Wow. So, so usually my last question is, uh, is, is what, what would be what, – what's next for, for, for Jalen Yubo? But it seems like you're going to jump into anything that comes your way, right? I don't think you're going to turn down anything, man, but your collar. <laughs> I, I got to ask what's next. Uh, well, what, 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 are you, what are you curious about, man? Because, I mean, you're already doing so much. What, what, five years from now, ten years from now, what, what do you see yourself getting into, you know, aside from all these other businesses oh, and, and, and built so far? Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely growing the businesses that we have. That's, that's one of my main focuses. But, you know, um, something that's been on my heart for a very long time and just talking about debt, man, is, it's banking, man. So mm. in the next five years, you know, your boy, your boy is going to be a bank owner for sure. So, wow. um, so uh, that, that is, that's what we're working. We're actually working on that right now. And we have a few other big projects in the works, but um, there's no limit, man. And you know, that that's, I think that's what I want people to walk away with. There's nothing you cannot do. You know, if you choose to believe um, that you can achieve, uh, it's yours, you know, it just, it's just the going out there and get, you know, it's already out there. It's, it's land for sale. It's, you know, it's businesses for sale. You know, it's, it's, it's possible. You, you can, you can live your dreams. And so whether that's, you know, Hey, I, I'm a truck driver and I want to go out here and hustle and, and, you know, make this money. Or if I want to build a, build a fleet and own a hundred trucks and, you know, have them moving across the country, whatever it is, you have the ability to go after it and get it. So that's, that's what I want to just put out there, man. I, I never stop dreaming. I never stop, you know, pushing the, the envelope and, you know, tomorrow if something else presents itself, it may be that. But um, one thing I do, I do encourage where, where all your dreams are concerned is just be focused, you know, to your entire audience, just be focused on what, what it is that you're doing. You know, that's one thing I, I, I have a lot of different things that we do, but in all of them, there was a lot of years of practice and preparation 
and there was a lot of stuff I didn't get to tell y'all today. So, mm. you know, there was a lot of focus on. So, you know, it was just one thing at a time. I focused on this one thing. And when that one thing hit, okay, now I have the opportunity to do it something else, you know. Wow. Okay. Um, so uh, that, that, that's, what I would, that's what I would put out there. Sounds good, man. So I think that's a perfect, perfect, perfect way to end the show. Listen, everybody, make sure y'all follow this amazing young brother, uh, Jalen Ubo. Uh, all the information will be in the show notes. Jalen, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, you, thank you, you, Chief. You gave us so much value. I mean, I think this is going to be one of those that they have to listen to multiple times to pick up everything you were saying, man, because you dropped some <laughs> today, man. I really, really appreciate it. Well, I thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. If you like what you heard, it's only going to get better. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a comment. Let us know what you want to learn or hear more about. Till next time, love is love. Truck and hustle.